0: Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now, here is your host, Urban Lee. Good evening.
1: This is Irvin Lee, host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at frombeertothebible dot com. You can support our ministry at hamptonministries dot org. I want to tonight really just talk to you guys for a while. I think it's going to talk about sobriety, but more than anything, it's just going to talk about life. I think as we all suffer through and trust God to lead and guide us through this pandemic, it's been a rough couple of weeks, not only for myself, but a lot of those around me. So I want to, one, start with a prayer, and then I'm going to read Uh, several scriptures to give us encouragement. When we need encouragement and we need love, support, and counsel, we not only go to the Word of God, but we go to the Spirit of God. So, Father God, tonight I ask that I speak nothing of myself, that I speak only that which is imparted to me by the Holy Spirit. Father God, I pray that everyone hearing this, Father God, that you meet every said and unsaid need. Father God, I pray that you protect them, You watch over them and their families, Father God, and continue to provide and lead us this day and all days, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay, I'm going to read several scriptures, and I'm going to start with, God is our protection and our strength. He always helps in times of trouble. So we will not be afraid, even if the earth shakes or the mountains fall into the sea. That's Psalm 46, verses 1 through 2. And I'm going to read Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is Thou. Faithfulness. And then this is one that reminds me of my great-grandmother. And the Lord brings it to my remembrance a lot. And it's Psalm 2714. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And then this is actually one of my anchors that I want to close out the scripture readings for today with. As I think about my life and a lot of the decisions that I made, one of the things I realized is when you're listening to and for the voice of the Lord, many times in the decision tree, you get to a point where you either have peace or you don't have peace. And I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and I said to him, don't make any decisions, or don't proceed with any decisions that you don't have peace about. And as I look back over my life, in sobriety and outside of sobriety, I look at a life littered with bad habits and bad decisions. And most of the times I, I made those decisions and I developed those Habits, when I was anxious, uh, when I didn't have peace. And one of the things I try to do now is slow myself down because for so many years, the devil used uh, the speed of life because our life now is is filled with distractions. We got cell phones. we, We have jobs. People text you all day. They call you all day. We've got computers. You're inundated with information. And this may be controversial, but I'm going to say most of the information that we are inundated with every day is not godly information. So we have to be the filter. Who and what is your filter? I want you to really think about that today because what you digest is what you become. And what I realized is here recently in my own life is I was starting to digest too much information that was ungodly or not bringing peace to my soul. And when I don't have peace, it's a true indication that I'm leading myself not to the Lord, but away from the Lord. And the enemy has a way of he's patient. And he will slowly start to to rip away at the foundation, the very foundation that keeps me in my rhythm of recovery. He, he the enemy is an observer, so he's a, he's observing what are the things that keeps me solid in my recovery, and one of the things that. I have to be mindful of, and it it really for me needs to be a moment by moment thing is just even for one moment relaxing and becoming prideful because it's easy to say, you know, things are going well, I got this under control, and at any point where we become prideful in not only our the work that we are doing for the lord but the work the lord is doing in and through us and he's enabling us to do it's nothing that i do for the lord that he allows me to do because i'm so good it's because he is good he has chosen to use me as a vessel well the enemy will come to try to tell you how great you are and how good you're doing and when you start to listen to that stuff you will start to drift away i i personally will start to drift away from what I always refer to as my rhythm of recovery. And I started to realize that my prayer time was getting tougher. My time that I was allocating and spending with the Lord was becoming more condensed and was becoming rushed. And I started to notice that I was losing some of my peace. And when I'm, when I lose my peace, that's a part of my foundation. And when The enemy starts to create chaos and confusion, distractions and division. I'm susceptible to falling down. And when I mean falling down, I'm not just talking about having a drink. I haven't had a drink, but my spiritual life becomes dry. I'm just what we call in the AA program, a dry drunk, meaning I'm sober, but that's just about it. That isn't the life that Christ came. Christ came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So for the last few weeks, to be very honest and transparent with you, I haven't been having life and having it more abundantly because when what is supposed to be the most important thing in my life is not, how can I then have peace? How can I then walk in true sobriety, not just existing and not drinking. That's, that's not anyone who's an alcoholic or has been an alcoholic will tell you when you're just a dry drunk, that's almost as miserable as being an alcoholic. I'll be very, very honest and transparent with, I don't like it. So I had to take a step back and say, well, what's wrong with your life? Why don't you have your peace? Well, My piece was I wasn't just spending time with God. One of the things that I was remarking to a friend earlier as well is we talk about religion and we we talk about sacrifice with the Lord. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Relationship is better than religion. And sometimes our father wants relationship with us. He wants to just be with us. And what I had to get back to was just spending time with God, not asking God for anything, but more thanking God for who he is. My mother used to say to me all the time, son, you, you love and you praise and you thank God for who he is, for who he is. She would always say that to me. She would text that to me. And now I realize what she was saying to me is you are, you're missing the point of who God is. Can God bless you? Can God give you things and empower you to do things? Yes, but love him for his mercy, for his grace, for who he is, the, the almighty sovereign God of the universe, your creator, the giver of life. And when I am walking lockstep with God, Whatever I'm doing for God, it flows. I'm not tired, I got energy, doesn't mean I have issues and problems and trials to me I do, but I'm walking not in the flesh and after the flesh, but I'm walking in the spirit, and there's an empowerment and enablement and equipping that comes from the Holy Spirit when I'm walking lockstep with God. The problems don't seem as big. The challenges don't seem as daunting. I'm not stressing. I'm trusting. Now, when I get out of that and I start walking in my energy, that's when I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be worried. I start to get anxious and I start to lean on my own understanding. And I have to remind myself to not lean on my understanding, but lean on the Lord and his understanding, as it says in Proverbs. And I wanted to spend some time talking to you guys about that today, the importance of keeping and setting aside time with God, time with you and God. Turn off the phone, turn off the TV. And I have a good friend of mine today. Um, I was in my quiet time. I had worked out. And he had sent me a text, said he had been listening to the show. God bless Brother Tommy. And the Lord said to me, call, call him and encourage him. Well, let me tell you, in all honesty, this is was my response. Well, Lord, I have a lot of things going on in our business. I got a lot of things to do today. He lives in California. It's probably early Uh, I got all these other things that I need to do. Now, let's walk this through. Lord just gave me a command and I gave the Lord a bunch of worldly excuses that don't mean nothing in the whole realm of things. The Lord just said, call and encourage one of your brothers, one of the followers of Jesus Christ who had reached out to me, told me that the show was helping him and the Lord was saying, follow up on that, lead him, guide him and bring him help be the conduit to help him get back to me in the way that I want him to. And I gave the Lord a bunch of worldly excuses and I sat there and I said, this is absolutely insane. If I lose everything, but I help, one person get to the kingdom of God. I've done what the Lord asked me to do. So when I got in the truck, I called him and he said, Hey, I've been listening to the show. It's really helping me. And I asked him, I said, you know, we, cause he's a good friend of mine. He knew me when I was, when I was running around and in the streets and I was an alcoholic. So I know his background. He knows mine. And I said, You know, I know where you are with the Lord. I said, do you spend any time with the Lord on a daily or weekly basis? I said, I know you're busy. I said, "Uh, but do, do you spend any private time with the Lord? I said, one of the things that I'm getting back to and refocusing on is spending quiet time, just being with the Lord, not asking him for anything but his presence. And he said to me, man, I have never done that. Man, I have never done that. And, you know, he's a guy almost mid-50s. I was shocked. I just assumed that, you know, we grew up together. He loves the Lord. He knows about the Lord. But we're in different stages. But my assumption was that he spent time with the Lord. And he said to me, I've never done it. So I I walked him through how to do it. I told him, just start with five minutes. Turn off everything. Get with him and just say, Lord, I just want to be with you. I gave him a scripture that I use when I get with the Lord in Psalm 46:10 and I just repeat it. Lord, I'm being still and knowing that you are God. Lord, I'm being still knowing that you are God. And I just repeat that over and over again. Slowly I get calm. And then slowly While the Lord may not audibly talk to me, he starts to bring to my remembrance scriptures, things that he wants to communicate to me. So I recommended that to my friend. And he said to me, how much that helped him? And he was going to start doing that. What is more important than encouraging one who's looking for the Lord to go and spend time with the Lord? Nothing. But the devil tries to tell us that these things that we pursue, these worldly things, the business I steward, the so-called things that need to take precedence over the work of the Lord. I'm so glad that I was obedient to the Lord because not only did I bless my friend Tommy, my friend Tommy blessed and encouraged me because we fellowship. I was able to share, you know, what I'm going through. And he was able to share what he's going through. So the next time God tells you, call somebody, bring somebody to your remembrance, whether they're in sobriety, out of sobriety, whether it's been a long time, just do what God says. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And I knew better than to make up excuses to the Lord. But in my own Oh, I got all this to do my own what? Pride, self-importance. That stuff will be here when I'm gone. But leading and helping a man learn to be in relationship with God, the importance of relationship and time with God. There's nothing that I have done today that will probably be greater than that. Just being obedient to God. And many times, The devil speeds us up, and he sped me up so many times in my life. Um, The ways that he's gotten me is my pride, distraction, division, causing division at the company, division in my house, division with my family. And he seeks to separate you. Isolation. Is a dangerous thing. Isolation is a dangerous thing. Not just for those who are in recovery. Or suffering from alcohol. And addiction. I don't care who you are. Isolation. Is a dangerous thing. Because that's going to leave you. In your mind. With the enemy. And he's good. And he's been doing this a long time. He's going to use condemnation. Oh, God's mad at you. You did that. He going to bring up every sin. And he what ifs you. I always tell people, he what ifs me. One of the things he uses on me is what if. What if. He takes me down a, a mountain of what ifs. Well, let's break that down. We aren't supposed to have, take any thoughts of tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. It has issues of its own. If you stay in today, and if you stay in fellowship, meaning communion with other believers, whether that's calling, I know we do a lot of texting in the world today. And listen, I'm raising my right hand. I, I was guilty of it. And then I had a friend of mine, uh, God bless Brother Ben Betts. He said to me one day, we text, so I felt like we were talking. And he said to me, he texted me back and he said this. He said, I have not heard your voice in a year. He said, I have not heard your voice in a year. Urban." And I sat there and I was like, he's a coach. I said, Coach Best, that, 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 can't, be, that can't be true. So I went through and I looked through the timeline and I realized here is one of my closest friends in the world who literally, when we were young, we lived together for a while. He was at my house so much and vice versa that I had not spoken to in a year. But feeling like we were connected because we were just texting. What can you get to know about a person? How can you know if I'm struggling via text? How you doing? Fine. Is everything okay? Oh, yeah, everything is good and blessed. You're going to get that. But if I pick up the phone and I call you and say, hey, coach, how you doing? What's going on? I can, If you are my friend or my loved one and I can get you on the phone and hear your voice, if there is a problem, I can hear it and I can detect it and I give the presence of the Holy spirit to be able to let me know and speak to my heart. As I'm speaking to you, he can work. Can he work through a text? Yes. But can he also work through fellowship over the phone? And if you truly know and love someone, it only takes you three to five minutes to say something's wrong with my friend. And too many times now we need help. And instead of calling and fellowshipping with another follower of Jesus Christ, we internalize it solely with ourselves, and we try to solve it. Well, in the we, that's going to be you, and that is going to be the enemy casting fear, doubt, and aspersions at you. So I just want to recap what we've talked about. I want to encourage you that God never leaves us and he never forsakes us. I also want to say to those of us who have sinned, whether it be alcoholism, drug addiction, porn, whatever it is your sin is and your habit that you are trying to take from a bad habit and develop a good habit, God is not mad at you. One of the things that kept me from God for so long was Satan would always say to me, God matters. You're going to get the wrath of God. Bible says his mercy is anew every day. Don't run from God. Be in relationship with God. Tell him. Tell him. He already knows. Tell him, Lord, I fell down when I got sober. I'll never forget. My dad said this to me. He said, son, when you fall down, get back up. When you fall down, get back up. And I looked at him. I was kind of, I'm like, I don't plan on falling down. He wasn't just talking about drinking. He meant life. And man, I'm falling down a lot. <laughs> and guess what? I just keep getting back up and I keep trusting God. Bible says long-suffering. God is one of the things I've been thanking him a lot for, for me personally. And because I was a fool for so long, I thank him for his mercy and i thank him that he's long suffering towards me he's still working with me still working on uh uh still working on Urban got a lot yeah but he's not giving up on me and the most important thing is i keep falling down but i keep getting back up and i keep trusting the lord god and i hope you got something out of this if nothing else The three things that I know, and I'm going to give them to you now, is trust God, trust God, and trust God.
0: We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible, right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee.
1: And I want to close with this scripture. One of my favorite, and I wonder why. I don't hear it more. It says, fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. I read New King James Version. Meditate on that and I want to leave you with this. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly
0: bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's com.